This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. I do my hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Hello, welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my friend, Bill Stern, and he talks to me about his love of, obsession with, knowledge of, cars. I'm surprised it took this long for someone to talk about cars, but I guess I'm not too surprised. After uh, chatting with Bill, it seems like there's not too much of a crossover in this here comedy improv type community that we find ourselves uh, to be a part of. Not too many car enthusiasts are a part of it. I know I would never dream of doing a lot of the things that Bill has done in terms of replacing parts on cars, taking them apart, working on them, etc. Or even, you know, such deep dives into taking in videos, etc. on um, car making. And uh, it was, as a result, so much fun and interesting to talk to him about uh, what a unique perspective on something that we probably all take for granted. Uh, We get some fun talk in the latter half of the chat about um, the Fast and the Furious movies and how they kind of brought a little bit more crossover between the comedy community and the car community and uh, how Bill's early days in Texas of like kind of falling in love with cars and going to shows and going to street races really, um, you know, bolstered his his love of cars and racing and, uh, and, you know, as a result, seeing those Fast and Furious flicks, huh? I would like to um, say that I tried to look up TexasStreetRacing.com that Bill references a few times, but the uh, I couldn't get the server to respond, which probably means it doesn't exist anymore. But I did find a Texas Street Racing Facebook page where the most recent post from March first, twenty thirteen was, sorry no races last night, wasn't going to Dallas because there were too many cops and they know us too well over there. About to head to San Antonio to go get the hotel room because we will be going racing tonight. Smiley face. I'm not going to post the locations online because I don't want a cop seeing this and know where we're going, so if you know where it's at, see you there. Oh man, so genuine, so funny. Couple of comments, hit me up in a message, trying to find some tonight. How do I get locations for Dallas races? I haven't been since early 2000. <laughs> wow, somebody is really trying to find it. That was in 2015. All these were in 2015. Oh, man. People want the races. They're hungry. There's so many little fan videos on this page. Go check it out. I I, I can't imagine not wanting to after hearing Bill uh, tell some of the stories that he does um, in this episode. So have fun with it. Um, dive into some of these YouTube uh, channels and things that he suggests. Um, And uh, I think one of my favorite things from this whole conversation might be what Bill cites as his favorite uh, Calvin pissing on X thing decals and got into the, the idea that car people have this weird love of Calvin taking a piss on, you know, the Ford logo or their Chevy logo or whatever it is. Such an odd trait. Uh, So listen for what we think is the most genius take on that meme. That's, I guess that's a meme. It's a car sticker meme. 
Weird. If you would like to see a live show anytime soon, you can come on Thursday nights at 9.30 to the Annoyance Theater to see the Fishbowl. If you'd like to see Bill playing the Fishbowl, you can come the day after this episode drops, September 15th. What a plug. He'll be playing in the Fishbowl. You can get a chance to play with Bill in the Fishbowl. Man, that's great. Every Thursday night, 9.30, hosted by Sight Unseen in the Small Theater. We invite performers like Bill and other uh, teachers and performers at the Annoyance and improv students get a chance to play with them. It's a lot of fun. This Sunday night, September 18th, we will have a live recording of the Nerdalogs podcast, Your Stories. Our guests for that show are the hosts of Friendshipping. Your Stories, MBSing, and Friendshipping are all a part of the Chicago Podcast Co-op. So I'd strongly encourage that you check out Your Stories and Friendshipping and come out and see that live show if you would like to see the lovely Jenna Trin tell what I'm sure will be some delightful friendship stories. Um, I, I just... I love their show. I listen to it all the time. It's such a, a refreshing take on advice because all the advice very specifically has to deal with uh, friendship problems, which sometimes can be uh, the hardest problems, you know? You don't want to hurt your friends. Monday night, September 19th, if you are listening to this from the Los Angeles area, you can see a live taping of your stories at the UCB on Sunset at 8.30 at night. Jesse Stegner, past guest of this show, will be one of the storytellers. Eric Garneau will be hosting that show. I will not be present, but it will be good. I can guarantee it. Because I just love that show. It's so good. People being warm and telling stories. I think that's about all I've got to plug at the moment. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, enjoy the show. It's called Drifting. This has been such a fun chat already. Yeah, maybe too uh, maybe too fun. Now maybe I'm out of juice. <laughs> no, you gotta be. Is it, did we uh, get to the end of the coffee and now it's <laughs> yeah. like yeah. shut down? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm done. I really, Good you did luck. call that though, because you were like, can oh, I have yeah. just like a little bit of coffee? And then, but that's, Bam, I think that's races. my nature to begin with is to just like match what someone else is oh. bringing to the table Okay. Uh, in terms of energy. So if someone's chatty, then I'm going to just follow them along the chat. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I'm already like, can feel myself trying to calm down. Really? Okay. That's good then. Don't okay. worry about it. Don't try to calm yourself okay. down. Okay. Let's, let's ride the wave, okay. baby. <laughs> Heck yeah. Do you have any cocaine? <laughs> I don't. Okay. Uh, I've never done it, but. I haven't either. I was recently offered. So, really? Mm-hmm, by a man at four in the morning on the street. Oh, no. After you sleep, we ball. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what it's going to be. It's like you're all sweaty and worked up and some guy sees you and's like, hey. He w- he reprimanded me for playing late. Really? And said, you should not be doing that. My daughter is asleep upstairs in my bedroom and you woke us up. But do you want to come upstairs and do some cocaine? Holy shit. So at first you were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did think for one second, is this the moment? And then I thought, no. You th- you thought about it? I mean, just for like, you know. A split second. Yeah. How could you not Matt, at least? Yeah. Matt Kappemeyer told me about this French phrase that means, it literally means um, like giving a, yourself to the void. 
Oh. But um, it's the feeling, it's to describe the feeling that you feel when you see a bridge or when you're walking <gasps> over a bridge and you just feel like, well, maybe I'll just jump off. Whoa. But there's a French phrase for it. I can't remember. What so it's it is. kind of like how there's a specific word for like pleasure from someone's pain in German. Mm-hmm. Like, sh- yeah. yeah. So it's like this specific mm-hmm. word that kind of means. Uh, I was going to tell the only time I've been like really faced with coke in like a kind of similar situation was i was at carol's and we were the only people there except for these two guys so it was like me a bunch of other comedy people and two dudes who would not leave us alone all night and they just kept coming up and trying to chat us up and we kept being like fuck please go away and i like could not get it why they were being so like in our face then at some point one of them comes back from the bathroom and he had his hand like that you know like um like you're making a little <laughs> face with your hand like taco flavored yeah. kisses with your mouth <laughs> and uh he has a hand like that and i remember kind of like looking at how specifically he was holding his hand mm-hmm. and then at some point he kind of knocked his hand in the d- to the table and a little like bump like fell off of his hand because he had like had it in mm. his hand to like put up to his mouth or to his nose to his mouth. See, I don't even know how cook works. <laughs> and as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, that's why you've been so insufferable this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he wasn't even like off. He was trying to get us to come to some fucking party because of course he was. And uh, he was just like, he was just real human trash because he was just like um you girls like you can come to the party you like your friend i don't know if he can come and we're like oh so like no you know even our guy friends can't come and he was like nah we're trying to get a bunch of girls at this but you know it's like that guy damn talking to us and we were like please go away yeah (laughs) but no he would not no he had to do the cocaine his brain was awakened yeah he was ready to go yeah <laughs> well i'm ready to go are you uh how, can i are, are there rules about what i can say you like, can say whatever the fuck you okay, want <laughs> <laughs> i don't like i don't really care about like censoring this for all audiences i'd rather it just be a candid conversation so Great. you can say whatever you want sweet uh, i mean i do you know mike gifford uh, I think he's probably had the most like <laughs> controversial is a hard word, but uh, <laughs> he said he said whatever he wanted. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's just his nature, though. Uh, anywho, yeah, my guest today is Bill Stern. Hello, and he's going to talk to me about his love of cars. That's what we've settled on. Yeah, my love of cars. Love, knowledge. Um, passion for, interest in. Yeah. Mm, yeah. My obsession, maybe? Obsession. Mm, I don't know. Okay. I'll, I'll, where do you think all of this started, regardless of how you would hang it? Hmm. Okay. Well, in the current form that I feel like this takes, <clears throat> I think that like, I don't know. I like how stuff works. I would, yeah. See, I would say that this is like if you were a psychiatrist or a psychologist, uh-huh. like diagnosing this, uh-huh. you'd say like, oh, it's a obsession with mechanical things that like takes a focus towards automobiles. Okay, I love that. <clears throat> so like, I'm into the way things work, mm-hmm. 
but for some reason, I don't care as much about jets. Okay. You know? That's really like, funny. I like the bicycle stuff, uh-huh. but not nearly as much as cars. Yeah, because you bike a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the... the ge- is it the simplicity of gears is just like not enough for you? <laughs> I think maybe there's a little bit of a like fascination with how powerful and freeing they are. Okay. And like, I don't know. I remember, even I remember in high school when in history, when they were talking about the invention of the car and how it was like, all of a sudden the country became small. That's that's really cool. So it's not even it's like the uh what's not availability but accessibility of a vehicle is like yeah, just the fact world that, changing. Yeah. The fact that if you have a car, you can just go anywhere that's not an ocean. I mean, it's awesome. I don't know. Have you owned one like the whole time you've been in Chicago? Um well, Kind of. Um, <laughs> Ask a difficult question. I, I, I've had two cars here. Three. Three cars here. One of them was my high school purchased car. That was my project car. Awesome. Um, that got killed. Oh, no. Um, and then the other one was my like driver that got stolen. No. So shit. Yeah, I've had bad luck with cars. What do you mean by killed? Well, my house house. had a fire, and the porch. I'm so sorry. (laughs) The porch fell like backwards onto it. But I was in the middle of doing converting the front brakes from drums to discs, Um, and so uh, the suspension was apart, and so then. When the porch fell on it, I couldn't... Oh, and some of the parts were in the basement, which was locked and flooded from the hoses. So I couldn't get those parts and put it back together. And I didn't really have all the parts because I was still like eBaying stuff. So then I should have, at that point, parted out the car to recoup costs. But it was like my high school. Yeah, I was going to say you'd been working on it for like... Yeah, so it was... It's too many years to put a number on. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm so sorry. Since I was 17 or 18, right? Sure. So it was like a little bit close to my heart. And and also, you know, maybe I was a little lazy, but, you Mm. know, or but but also I didn't want to go back there. It was like sort of sad. And so then then the city to... um, clean up the mess from the fire put a uh dumpster on the slab where the garage was which is where the car was so they just pushed the car into the yard but the slab is like two feet off the ground so the front of it they which had no wheels the suspension i mean the whole front end just sort of just nose into the yard and so then oh no then, so th- and i saw that and i was like well now i don't know what to do and then a few weeks later it was just gone? Yeah, they just, had, like, towed it, and then we got a notice that it was, like, um, it's in this impound lot. You uh, can come get it, but then it would have been, like, that, at that point, who knows? $150. No, like, thousands, probably, because they're storing it at that point. I mean, I don't know. I never found out. I mean, I mean, whatever. 
it's a bummer, but someday I'll buy another one, maybe. There's probably, at this point, just, like, close the book and open a new one. Right. Yeah, there's no way. How long ago was that? 2011 or wow. 2012, maybe? Yeah, I think maybe 2012. Dang. Um, but, uh, but that was the first car I bought. Mm-hmm. That was a 1970 Mercury Cougar, and uh, I bought it for a thousand dollars. And actually, my dad did the negotiating. I was at visiting a college to see if I wanted to to go there. And um, what school? The University of Texas at Dallas, and um, which is where I went. But oh, wa- nice. Which is what. Well, while I was there, I told my dad, that's the one that's, I was looking at muscle cars Oh. and, and I was like, this is the one I want it, but I'm at school. I can't, I can't buy it. And he was like, okay. And it was, well, at, I see what I can do. Kind uh-huh. of and he, and he is like a good negotiator. And so I was like, well, this will work out anyway in my favor. And it was listed for like a lot, like lot well not a lot like two thousand or more or something like that and he was he just said he, i'll give you a grand for it yeah. <laughs> or he i'll give you a 700 bucks for it or something yeah, like that and they exactly. were like no way yeah right and so he got it for a grand which ends up being great because then when i got back we picked it up and it didn't make it home <laughs> i was gonna ask if it ran <laughs> when you bought it so it like kind of ran <laughs> well i test drove it and it seemed great uh but then um, <laughs> on the way home, but but the test drive was short. On the way home, it overheated, and so we had oh, to get no. it home in several trips. And so that, but that was great because that was that was the start of it. That was like okay, now you I were have like to now it's this. a project. Yeah. So, man. But I remember in high school being like, all of a sudden, just really, I, I feel like all of a sudden, like oh, which car is that? What kind of car is that? Huh? What? Like, oh, these are, I'm so into this car or I'm so into that car and just all of a sudden being like into them. And then. Do you think it was because you could drive for the first time? I was getting close to driving age. Maybe I was feeling that freedom, but also the thing of. That history the, thing? Yeah. <laughs> that that history thing? <laughs> no, I didn't mean to say it like dismissively. <laughs> <laughs> No, I know that. But. I think that's really cool. I think that's an incredible, like, that you can point to going like, oh, shit, that really did change the game. It did change the game, but also, okay, so here's... The history, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that was, like, pretty, like, maybe one of the smarter things I've ever said. It's, and, that's <laughs> so cool that you can point to that. That's so no, cool. I'm just joking. I don't know if that's even true, if that's really one of the things that... But you remember it. Yeah. But I remember that. And then also there's, I have a little bit of a competitive Mm. nature and there's this thing about if you grow up playing video games and stuff about like leveling up characters and stuff like that, you can kind of do that in real life with cars. You can learn facts that other people don't know and purchase items that other people don't know which ones to buy or how to install them and then you can level up your car so that it's like better than That's their car so cool i mean you you were in the process of converting the brakes of the car when that happened mm-hmm. like that's 
such a uh, case in point for the situation. So I think that there are people who are into cars for different reasons. And I think a lot of people are into that leveling up mm-hmm. thing, Seems whether like they it. say it that way or not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because cars are all about like faster, stronger, right? better. Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask if anything like Fast and Furious or like Gone in 60 Seconds, like I feel like those were the big car movies of like yeah, the that like 10 year period or oh, so. Yeah. I have some good. So, okay. So when I was in college, I went to college at the University of Texas at Dallas. Mm-hmm. Dallas at that time, I don't know if it's still true. Had an insane street racing scene. Really? For real. Legit movie stuff. I mean, crazy. <sighs> we would go. Would you just watch or did you? I only raced like one guy ever, but it was more like not, it wasn't part of the actual. In that Cougar or somebody else's in car? The, in the Cougar. No way. Yeah, I lost, but it was, <laughs> <clears throat> it was close. Anyway, it wasn't close. He, he. He blew my doors off. As what did say. he have? It was just was a Mustang. He... It was like a newer Mustang. I was going to say, there's no way it was a like 1970 anything. No, no, no. Um, There wasn't a lot of like, um, there wasn't a lot of like old stuff at the races. Usually it was like. You wouldn't think so. Yeah. It, but Be little like Nissans and stuff like that. It was newer stuff. Well, there was a lot of that, like the imports, you know, but anyway, there was this forum called texas i think it was called texas street racing.com <laughs> uh which oh, is hilarious internet. yeah early internet and there was a lot of talk on that website about like and anyone could have gone to it right so there was a lot of stuff on there about like you know the cops read this right yeah and so like their way to get around the cops reading it was like by abbreviating the places that they met but it was like so obvious if everyone reading it could figure it out right like the these cops whose job is their (laughs) job their their job title is detective they can't figure out that hd means home depot parking lot (laughs) like (laughs) but that's the thing about cars so that's what i was there's like when i'm saying there's different types of people who like it that a lot of the people who like it are like sort of just like working class people who because of the fact that they know the skill has been passed down mm-hmm. they're sort of just into it mm-hmm. um not to say that working class people are any less intelligent than anyone else because they're they like some of the smartest people i've ever met are hands work with their hands geniuses like mm-hmm. insane mm-hmm. uh and but there is this thing when you go to these car shows in texas maybe it has more to do with the fact that it's in texas texas than the class uh, i mean i think all of it's in the same conversation you, yeah <laughs> uh, but you, you you go to some of these car cruises and it's just like some of the people are rich rich engineers they're engineers and that's why they're into it mm-hmm. and they're rich yeah my so. brother's super into cars and he is he's a mechanical engineer like he, mm-hmm. it's all in the same yes like he's also into fucking sabermetrics because it's all like I don't even know numbers it's like moneyball 
like uh like the numbers of baseball oh, uh oh, oh, so it's oh. like the the like mechanical engineering side of baseball is yes. basically is yeah. like you know finding the, like statistically and numbers wise the like best baseball players um so i think it's all in the same like mind frame you know like he could read articles upon like he used to get popular mechanic and stuff like that yeah, I, all yeah. the time I was into that too, yeah. Uh, when he was in high school, and mm-hmm. I think it's, it's probably like waned a little, but I think he's probably replaced it with like a more like nerdiness about like numbers and right. baseball and stuff. So there's that type of person, and then there's like people who are just into it because I don't know, that's just all they've ever known or whatever, mm-hmm. and or maybe they're just into the whole like how fast can it go mm-hmm. or. or but I'm like interested in how fast can it go, but also why, mm. you know what I mean? So yeah. it's a little bit of both, but it's hard at sometimes at some of those cruises, it's like some of those people even carrying on a conversation. It's yeah, it's hard. To, you just can't relate. And like, you know, in Texas, I always say it's like one of the friendliest places for me to go. Sure. Uh, <laughs> because I look the right way. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah. I w- always am a little and bit you're gay, right? Son, <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't matter if I was, but, um, I kid, I, kid, <laughs> I know, but I'm just, I'm just saying like, that is the thing wherever, whenever I go back to Texas, it's like, I hear that accent and I'm like, oh man, I'm home. This feels good. But then now I'm always like, oh no, but is that person right. a bad human? Right. <laughs> anyway. But, oh mm, yeah, but you, you made a good point though. You look the right way mm-hmm. and that's all that people can go off of right yeah so anyway there's so there's those types of people and but anyway there's yeah there's lots of types of people who like cars and it's like hard to find the ones that i'm into mm-hmm. anyway uh, the <coughs> the the people who like it for similar reasons that you do right um uh and so um anyway at the street races so texasstreetracing.com so Home Depot parking. Home Depot parking lot. I don't think that was actually one, <laughs> but but it's but like it was that essentially kind that. of analogy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you would find out where to go. So we we went, and I just I remember driving over this overpass to get to the exit where the races were, uh-huh. and seeing smoke billowing up from under the overpass, and being like, "What?" and and looking over. And seeing cars, like, parked everywhere across this sort of open, like, industrial parking lot. Uh-huh. And then seeing red and blue lights flick on from, like, far away. Uh-huh. And then watching all these people who weren't in their cars, because they were trying to watch street races, f- like, run, like, little cockroaches to their cars and get it. And then all the cars' lights flicking on and it was just like a movie it was like insane you watched it happen driving up driving over and over like on the highway and i was because you were on your way there we're on our way there oh my god but we my roommate one night went and he has video and i used to have it on a tape um i used to have it on this vhs tape because he took video and it was this black trans am i think it was turbocharged what does that mean oh um, that's a long explanation. Okay. okay Finish bo- the story. Um, Bookmark. <laughs> yeah. So I think it was turbo charge. Maybe it would definitely had some sort of power adder. Uh-huh. So it was not quote unquote naturally aspirated. 
Um, <laughs> but you could hear the discharge. So I think it was a turbocharger. And so he was this guy in this Trans Am, black Trans Am. Um, he was giving people like a late model Trans Am, like 2001 or 2000, maybe. Anyway, he was like uh, giving people um, as many head starts as many car lengths as they want up to 10 cars. And he was just like, I only race for a hundred bucks. You get as many car lengths as you want up to 10. And he was just beating everyone. He was just taking hundred dollar bill after hundred dollar bill. And we have video. We had video oh of it. Oh my God. And it was awesome. And how long were the races? Um, so it's a quarter mile. Is it? Okay. But, um, I don't know if they marked off exactly a quarter mile or not. Sure. But, um, so, um, but like 10 car lengths, that's a good chunk of yeah, a quarter mile. This car was a like legit race car. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so we had that on the video. And then after that on the VHS tape, we had, uh, a news report that was street racing epidemic in Dallas, Texas, <laughs> you know, like, uh, where you're going to investigate the races and, and, and it was like so cool to have both of those. Like we were there. That's so funny. So it was legit. I mean, we saw Hondas flipped on their side, and like dudes have to push them back onto their wheels. We no saw, shit. It, it was like so. So that sort of like exacerbated the like obsession. How often do you do something like that? I only went a couple of times, maybe mm-hmm. three times. Okay. Because. Uh, it was, of all the aforementioned things, yeah, <laughs> watching was, people scatter like cockroaches because they saw a cop, yeah. watching people have to push their cars back over. Yeah, and you did, you know, you didn't want to. I was obsessed with it, but I also didn't want to get in trouble. Uh, yeah. And one time we did get pulled over on our way home, and the cops separated us because uh, we were in the same car. He separated us, asked us where we went. And so oh, I was like, well, they shit. separated us and I don't know what my roommate's going to say. So I'm just going to tell s- the truth. Tell. And he was like, he let us go. But he was like, don't go to the races because we weren't racing. Right. You're just watching. We just watching. And so, yeah. What did your roommate say? I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, anyway. That's so funny. Uh-huh. Got, I guess you got to have a plan going in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Where have we been? <laughs> Um, oh, but I guess real quick, I'm realizing going back to the thing about how did I get into it? Um, my brother-in-law is, he knows everything about mechanical. I was things. wondering if there was somewhere, cause you mentioned your dad in buying the car, but not necessarily where cars were concerned. Otherwise, I would say my dad is not mechanically inclined. Okay. But, um, your brother-in-law, my brother-in-law who has to have been a part of your family for my oh, wow. S- yeah, my sisters are about 10 years older than me. There we go. So he so he knew all the stuff. And so when I bought the car, he was able to help me learn the things that I needed to that's learn. That's awesome. I feel like that's almost uh, invaluable in especially something that like detail-oriented and like mechanically, uh, you know, complicated Mm-hmm. It's, you'd almost have to have someone standing next to you going like well when i bought the car yes now no 
because you can just watch somebody eat. That's what I was about to say was like, at that time, it wasn't valuable. Mm -hmm. But now anybody could be self-taught. And it was a little bit of stuff on the internet at that time. But it's not like now where you just YouTube anything. You go like replace a spark plug or whatever Now you can be like specific make model year Mm. part that you're replacing and probably find a video of i can do that for things that aren't cars like i can do that for scientific instruments and usually find it whoa just like i do it's stuff i do for my job that's awesome it's just like proof that as specialized as you think something is someone else probably put it on the internet already right like there's nothing no one is special yeah. in any way. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> like people who used to be able to like think that they could see like sounds, mm. you know, because of whatever like synesthesia. synesthesia. And they're like, I'm the only one who can see sounds. There's probably like a thousand <laughs> other people who yeah. can do that. Uh, what? Um, what's turbocharged? Oh, this man. has to do with fuel injection. No. No. Not at all. <laughs> um, I don't know anything about cars. Man, okay. I mean, how... I know kind of how they work. So... D- how detailed. specific do you want... How detailed do you want to get? Like, here's the here's a real basic... Do that. ...description. I don't know how basic... I, okay, let's see. Um, okay, a car uses fuel mm-hmm. mixed with air... Mm-hmm. And then it compresses that into a tight little space and then it explodes it Mm -hmm. to push pieces around in a circle. Right. The pistons. Yeah, the pistons, which connect to the drive or the crankshaft, which connects to a flywheel, which connects to the transmission, which connects to the wheels. Mm -hmm. Well, through other things too, but. Right. Okay. So. But that the mechanics of pistons going back and forth is ultimately what makes the wheels go forward. Right. So it needs to make a car needs to make the piston go up and down. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the way it does that is when the compi- when the piston goes up, it compresses a mixture of fuel and air. Mm-hmm. The fuel is atomized by the air, and then it's compressed, and then a spark ignites it, and it explodes the piston down. Okay, so that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. So that means the more you can shove into that space, the bigger the explosion is. The more you can shove above the piston into that space that it's compressing it, Mm -hmm. the bigger the explosion is. Okay, well, you can't just throw more fuel in there because... The mixture's off. The mixture of fuel to air, the fuel-air ratio, becomes too... Uh, low or high? The uh, uh, ratio, yeah, would be, be high. Well, it too lo- if it's right. fuel to air, fuel then to it would air be, be too high. Right? Yeah. So, um, you, I think that the the ideal ratio is like fourteen to one. I think really of 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 air to fuel. Okay. Um. So there's really not that much right fuel in there in the grand scheme of things. I think that's right, that's but I don't know. But anyway, so the point is. Really, what you're looking to do is cram more air into the cylinder oh. because that means you so that's can get what you're talking more about with an aerator or aspirator turbocharger. Oh, naturally aspirated, yeah, yes, naturally aspirated means that the fuel and the air going into 
the, the engine cylinder mm-hmm. where the piston is uh is happening at the normal atmospheric pressure so it's not forced in by anything it's just the operation of the engine at the normal um atmospheric pressure uh-huh. so that's naturally aspirated the uh-huh. natural atmospheric pressure okay uh-huh. a turbocharger spins around and stuffs more air crams into blows more air cylinder. into the cylinders wow. so that you can force more air in and the way a turbocharger works is by the exhaust that comes out of the engine comes back around and spins a turbine then intakes fresh air and crams Holy it in. Holy shit. Okay. So like the the engine's operation creates more... Right. Because an engine is very inefficient. So what it does is it recoups some of the inefficiency by turning some of the exhaust and the energy lost through heat uh, back into useful... That's so interesting. Compression. So... But at the time, nobody else that was racing out there would have anything like that. No, that's pretty common. But at that time is when turbochargers were getting really popular. Okay. Um, because the technology was getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Where do this, like, something like nitrous oxide enter the system? Okay, nitrous. A lot of people think that's fuel. Right. It's not. It's nitrous oxide, which just has more oxygen it's just a way so to the store. air mix is more favorable mm-hmm. for that combustion so all you have to do is just flip a switch and this tank just for one moment blasts an insane amount of oxygen into the engine and uh then you get a quick boost of power that's so interesting and a supercharger is like a turbocharger but it runs off of a belt so the same thing that runs like oh. your fan the belt. So if you say a supercharged engine, it's it's something else that's mechanically making the engine run faster, basically. It's yeah, it's stuffing more air into the Wow. So it's a belt that produces more air. It's a Or I guess the belt doesn't directly, right. but the belt spins a pulley which spins a turbine which stuffs Right, as opposed to the exhaust doing so uh, more naturally. Well, that the exhaust on does the turbocharger. Right. right, right. That's so interesting. I never knew any of that. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love that stuff. That's yeah. the stuff I love. That That's is, fascinating yeah. to me. That that like it's like you said. Everyone would think of, you know, I, everybody knows nitrous because of like the Fast and the Furious movies oh, yeah. or like fucking you know arcade driving movie, or right. games and shit. But you would think of it as like a a fuel type, right? But because it's in a tank, and yeah. It's like, yeah. Knowing that it adds to the air is so interesting because yeah. the the race the favorable thing is actually what the gas is like. It's all about cramming more air through an engine. That's all. That's the goal. That's really interesting. So like, yeah. And have yeah. you ever driven cars like that? Um, no, I've never driven. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, there's a lot of cars that are turbocharged just to get just on the road. Yeah. Especially now, but just to get enough power, just to drive them like around, you know, they're like, uh, what are those? Well, Dodge chargers. Aren't those the ones that are cop cars now? 
They have the big yeah. nose on the front. Yeah, they're yeah, just I really think, big cars. Yeah, I think the cop cars are Chargers now. Yeah, that's right. But they're not. That's just a name. They're not. They don't. They don't have to be turbocharged for them to call it. <laughs> uh, I think legally, there are some there, loopholes. It's not Dodge turbochargers, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I've heard the phrase "turbocharged engine" mm-hmm. even in in the selling of like uh 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 you know normal. I don't know. Sure. Everyday car. And now it's so common that all the companies have like, um, branded branded names for supercharging. Like Ford's is like EcoBoost. Oh, that's what EcoBoost means. Yeah, because boost is the slang term for um, the amount of pressure over the normal ratio. That's so funny. So EcoBoost is just a turbocharged engine. Yeah. That's really funny. That doesn't surprise me at all to find out. Yeah, but they do it to create power, but also like efficiently, right? So y- you have a smaller yeah. engine that gets better gas mileage. Because you're helping the engine perform better Yeah. by not adding more gas to it. We're getting a little bit out of my depth now, but essentially, That's okay. yeah. That makes sense. It yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, and like I said, something I had no idea. I mean, it seems like, you know, oof, nuts and bolts of the like <laughs> conversation, but you, you know, like I said, I, I understood like that, uh, like fuel combustion is what actually makes pistons move, which is what right. makes the engine. And this is like the, the stuff car. that I'm super into that being in the comedy community there's not like a ton of people who are super into this i don't want to sit down and talk to you about like (laughs) and so this is kind of my worst nightmare in that we're broadcasting the thing (laughs) that i often hide about myself (laughs) because i know that as soon as i mention the like air to fuel ratio someone has tuned out no way dude no (laughs) way i promise because people don't know because people will tune in because they want to hear you talk about something that you like know about and like mm-hmm. because they like you and they'll sit here and go like, well, Do you holy think that shit. people like me? Absolutely. People oh, like you. This yeah, is, yeah, oh, yeah. that's great. <laughs> that's actually what I'm, that's like things that I'm into. That's what I'm into. People liking me. <laughs> well, is, you that's must be tr- really into it. Cause. That's my true passion. <laughs> Uh, yeah. that's so funny um do you feel like there's ever do you feel like you've ever tried to like show off your knowledge in this kind of you said you literally try to hide it yeah well over the years i've come to realize not too many other people can talk to you about it not that they can't this is that they don't care or want uh, to so like i'll be oh and like the other thing is like i'll be out on the street and I'll see something cool, like a cool car. And no one cares. And I'll always want to be like, hey, look at that. It's pretty sick. That's awesome. And <laughs> the, no, and I, but now I've learned over the years, unless I'm with oh. a couple of very specific people, I'm like, no, just don't even bother. That's actually like, <laughs> I'm sad for you. <laughs> I mean, or like, like, I don't have the type of friends, like if I Instagram, you a know. Picture a picture of a really cool car. It was. It will get zero. <laughs> but if I had a bunch of like car friends, they'd lose. When their I minds saw that, sometimes you know, cherry 
RS Camaro on my street or the Cavale Mangusta. That I don't is, even know what that means. Dude, it is the, the one of the weirdest, most stupid cars. It's stupid, but it is so cool to me that the guy around the corner from me has a yellow one right. in his driveway. What is that? It's essentially a Mustang Cobra that they made in Europe. Um, they tricked it out a little bit. It was crazy expensive. It's like a, it's like, I think it's like a late 90s, essentially just a Mustang that they tricked out in Europe and called a, and it's this car company, Cavale, like Q-V-A-L-E, I think. And then the, that's the company and then the, or the, the make and then the model is Mangusta. And it's this dumb, dumb car. And this guy like keeps it in his garage and he loves it. And it's like, I just love that he loves it's, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause it's like, it probably is worth not as much as it was when he bought it. Or maybe, it, I don't know, but it's rare, but it's not but a it's rare not car. Like that's like cool. it's actually going to like <laughs> amount to anything in the long run. It would be it's like, not a rare car. That's cool. It would be like having like the best beanie baby are babies <laughs> worth anything anymore Not at all. right so it'd be like like, like the nicest segue <laughs> yeah not even because there's not even a segue that's like collectible yeah. i don't know because just like you'd be like this is my bunky bear yeah where's beanie baby's probably a good one and and people would be like oh congratulations on right. your mint bunky bear <laughs> Like princess how much is it the worth? princess die beanie it's like probably oh, one of the rare oh, yeah. yeah. but because it's, like, it's like the perfect Venn diagram of like ugh, things from yeah. the 90s <laughs> but it'd be like how much is it worth oh it's worth you know fifty dollars or something <laughs> I, sa- I save it in this glass case <laughs> that cost me four thousand to build or whatever you know what i mean like right. this guy is treating this thing anyway. like it's the most beautiful that's the kind of stuff I love. People are so into it. And I want to talk to that guy. But I did yell at him one time. Whoa, nice. Nice Cavale, dude. And he was just like, what? Really? He was like, he didn't even. I think he's too old. Oh. But like, I was like, nice Mangusta. And then he sort of realized what I was saying. He's like, oh, okay. Oh, but, <laughs> you wanted was, to be yeah, excited like, with him. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't even know. Maybe he just bought it and like doesn't even care. But he just is one of those people who keeps cars nice. Uh huh. You know the right. Sure. He doesn't even really know much about it. Like the same way someone keeps a couch too nice. (laughs) It's like just buy another couch. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless you're spending like ten grand on a couch or something, like is it really worth keeping a plastic sheet over? That's the point. Don't Don't buy buy a a ten grand couch. couch. Yeah. Um, but what, that kind of brings me to something that I wanted to talk about, if that's okay. Please. So there's this other thing. This is another reason that I think I like cars. And that is that I think all the things that I'm into are actually about staving off my uh, need for things to be perfect. Really? There's this like pattern that I've noticed of like the Zen of things being Mm -hmm. super attractive to Mm -hmm. me. I'm not even sure if I know what Zen means, but I think like with cars, 
like with the the cougar that i bought Uh uh-huh the point of it was you know have a cool car spend some time on it like it and when i first bought it i was like i want to fix it all up make it perfect right and then over time it was like no it's not about that it's about the fixing up of it yeah because when I mean, over the course of the time that you worked on it, if you think about all the things that probably when you installed it, it was like the best thing for whatever that was. By the time you get around to some other thing, whatever you already put in, mm-hmm. it's already out of date. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's for ne- sure. It can never be. And as soon as you make something perfect, then you're scared of it. <laughs> right. Like, you, you don't want to sure. drive it in the rain or yeah. in the mud or get a chip on it when you if you yeah. paint it like my, my parents bought my boyfriend a bunch of uh kitchen stuff for christmas like i they just asked me like what would he like and mm-hmm. i was like well he needs like a good pot and a good knife you know just like basic <laughs> really nice kitchen stuff because all he had was this. like really shitty stuff yeah now go to his apartment before we moved in together and he like was using his old pot like his old shit and he got so like let me be clear he got so excited when they gave it to him he's like i needed this and i was like i know you did like we in this together you know like and he was so happy and i'd be like why are you using your new stuff Mm -hmm. and he was like it'll get ruined immediately and i was like but you own it to ruin it like you have to use it sometime i got so like frustrated but i told i think one of the reasons i got frustrated is because i related to it oh you know? yeah of i related to it so much but it was so easy for me to see from the outside and go like treat yourself yeah use a new knife it'll get dull like right. but then it's like yeah dull the knife and then sharpen, sharpen it. it up yeah and then love the knife they bought us a sharpener too like yes. <laughs> as soon as you sharpen that knife then you'll have like an emotional connected like the freaking if you just change your own oil oh i bet for some reason i would change the oil or do something and then i would like something it's completely inconsequential the freaking wiper blades mm. and and then you feel it like it felt so good it feels like oh is the car better now no it's not but it feels like it is and like i don't know it, it and those something. little things had to be more what it was about than like achieving perfection yeah and, and, but then also there's like this thing of like, there are some tasks when you're working on a car that are the most tedious thing in the world. And if you think, if you take the mindset that like, I just have to get this done and then the, then it will be great, then it will feel like a horrible <laughs> project. It will feel it will feel so bad. Because you're doing one insurmountable thing, basically. But if you take the mindset of like, oh, what a cool opportunity to sort of like listen to some new music mm-hmm. and like really connect with this sheet of metal. Right. And f- like learn it. It's every crevice. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, and... Then it becomes like a slow thing that you're just doing over time. It's not about the end result. It's about the doing of it. Mm-hmm. And that is very, very hard to achieve. You start, I can't imagine. You start 
you know your fingers start to hurt and things and then you, but so then you just have to be like okay well what did i learn can i do it so that my fingers don't hurt do i need to slow down am i you know like it i don't know i, I feel like what were some of the more tedious things that you did to your car body work is the worst so like sanding oh and putting in uh filler and like actually i'm, I'm not even even i'm not even close to like real metal work which is even more insane like mm-hmm. hammer- shaping shaping and-, and hammering and welding and like i never even got that far but just like a little bit of body work of like sanding and body filler and painting is- do you still do stuff like that do you have a i don't have a current project i don't think so but my i just did the brakes on my 2007 saturn aura <laughs> yeah yeah did you just put in new brake pads or yeah just pads all the way around but i don't know still it feels good it's still something nice to be able to do that for yourself yeah and to want to i'm sure there was something satisfying about yes. working and, on it uh, even like i don't have a garage right now so the way i did it was just in the street in front of my house <laughs> in chicago and that feels kind of even more like triumphant mm-hmm. um do you have to jack it up and everything? Yeah. 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 But it, yeah, it's like, I don't know. That's the thing of, of it is like, oh, so here's another. So like, there's a show on YouTube. It's a YouTube show. Uh-huh. It's called Roadkill. And <laughs> they are, it's like the editors of Hot Rod Magazine. And they are like true hot rodders like they are very skilled uh-huh. and they know everything like, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know the history they know every car uh-huh. but also they are like um educated in it, it, it as far as um mechanical repair mm-hmm. and welding and you know but also all of that stuff is forever a learning experience sure and and the, at the level that they're doing it there's no correct way which is hard for me to deal with sure because they're creating things that don't exist yeah so there's no like the r&d of cars yeah but but yeah exactly (laughs) like yeah i mean research and development i mean it's more just like i don't know there's some better adjectives i feel like because they're not they're just having fun yeah okay 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 you know it's like but honestly it, being being in the 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 a look kind of in the scientific world that kind of is what r&d can boil down to yeah. especially depending on what the field is um sometimes r&d really is just people fucking around like it's uh much less precise than a lot of other yeah. science yes and that's what dude it's i'm like so jealous that of, that's of the ability to just be like let's just try try this yeah Yeah. it's like insane to me when i'm working on a car i'm like okay look up everything about it Mm -hmm. and learn the thing and they just don't but but a part of it is that they have the skills to back up anything that they try sure all of their decisions are so much more informed than yours are to begin with informed and fixable yeah in the future you know right they will do things that cause themselves to make a lot more hours of work right but they know that they can just 
change fix it. it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. Whereas you, like, you know, if you saw your brakes wrong, <laughs> right. you're fucked. Yeah, that's pretty dangerous, <laughs> I guess. And yeah, you're right. They do have a little more knowledge, but but it's so cool to watch them. Like that sounds awesome. They'll do uh, incredible things. Like my one of my favorite episodes is they've got a truck that has a motor in it. They've got a boat that doesn't have a motor in it. So they tow the boat to the water with the truck. They take the motor out of the truck, put it in the boat. Then they race the boat. Then they drive the boat back, put the motor back into the truck, and then drive, then tow the boat home. That's amazing. It is awesome. (laughs) And the thing is, they didn't do it exactly right. So they weren't allowed to race the boat in the boat race that they wanted to because (laughs) Because they <laughs> invariably have a part missing or something, that, but it doesn't matter because it's not about. It was about trying a, to get to the race. It's about putting the motor. It's about trying it. You yeah. Know? And like, there's so many times in that show where you learn that lesson again and again and again. And it's like, and they have this like refrain where when something kind of works or when they do something that's cool where they'll just say best day at work ever (gasps) that's so funny because this is their job yeah and like they're getting to do these crazy things and like i just it just feels so good even just watching it how often do they release it um i think there's like 50 or so episodes right now so you've got about 50 or you've got about probably 40 hours to catch up on okay, or maybe right. 30 hours okay. but but it's it's once a month they release it oh. um and it's called Roadkill and there's like other spin-offs of it too once you get through all that Really? Oh yeah, there's plenty. <laughs> Do you watch them all? I watch so much YouTube. Are you subscribed cards. to their No, I just channel. <laughs> No, I just I just check it out every now and then. Every then. once in a while you're like, I bet there's a new Yeah. Roadkill. Road <laughs> it's so good, dude. The At least there's... See, that's the thing about the internet is that it it took away a necessity of being surrounded by people who like the thing that you do for you to be able to like interact with people about it or get other knowledge about it or yeah. be able to talk to people about it. Yeah. Because if you go on the internet, there are thousands hundreds of thousands millions of people who are willing to talk to you about cars and talk about like car news or a new part or you know watch roadkill youtube Mm -hmm. videos and like you know what i mean like it just changed the way that we like things yes um but then you're also faced with the problem that is uh that on all of the internet, which is everyone on the internet is an insufferable (laughs) jerk face. So like, you know, the comments and especially the comments of a car YouTube video immediately are garbage. Filth. It's actually funny because I was going to ask you a question about that specifically, but I was like, ugh, that feels gross to just be like... (laughs) What's it like to interact with a with a car community? It, it depends. Yeah, it really I know we talked a little bit about the the car shows and stuff that you've been to in Texas. And if you 
It really depends. Yeah. So like the cougar forum that I used to belong to when I was fixing the cougar. Mm-hmm. If you have a question, and it's amazing. People. I bet that was awesome. It is awesome. And people love to help you. And they love if you have a specific question. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's rare on like very specific forums. But on more general car forums, <laughs> and even on the specific ones, things become an argument so fast. Like, <laughs> it's incredible to me that society exists <laughs> at all. If people can argue about, if people can argue about, like, which <laughs> tires fit on which wheels right or if people can argue about like even something more insanely specific like i'm trying to think of a good example in the that i've seen but just i can't imagine it it, the 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 (laughs) minutiae or or just even what you would want like what you would want to do to a car sure it's a bunch of people talking about their opinion as though it's fact yeah like don't Convert your 1970 XR7 Cougar into a pro touring car. Leave it stock. Oh. You jerk. Yeah. What? I want to have it be a pro touring. But this is what I'm trying to do. So I'm I'm not asking you whether I should do this. Yeah. (laughs) I'm asking you how I should do it. (laughs) I didn't ask for your opinion on my project. Right. Just, ask for help <laughs> i mean there's just so much stuff like that <laughs> that's a really good example though of I mean, like you being like i'm doing this mm-hmm. can you tell me how to do this part yeah, of it don't and do someone that. being like don't do it <laughs> i've already that's started the internet stop now and redo it back <laughs> that's the internet you horrible monster yeah that's the thing is the the, vi- the vitriol Ugh. yeah you pussy. <laughs> I'm sure that, that shit gets bandied about all oh over the place. Oh my god. I which <sighs> spark plugs should I use on in my 351 Windsor V8? Definitely use this one. Don't listen to that horrible <laughs> asshole. I can see monster. you like stopping yourself from using worse yeah. words. Yeah. <laughs> he is he is a he is a monster of a human because he suggested Bosch spark yeah. plugs. You should use the Ford ones that uh, are OEM, like, and then then they and then they fight for ten comments, and it's like, this is helpful, I don't know. Guys. And I know that's for everything on the internet, but I swear with cars, it's. A, I mean, with cars, you'll get also people like I'm gonna admit always when that i there's a certain level where i'm out of my depth sure right but so much on car stuff people will bandy about stuff that they've heard and that is not true and then other people will call them on it Mm. and it's just insanity yeah i mean we so the 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 science the field of science I work in is like professional training so we teach people who have already been doing the thing that we're trying to teach them well cool uh, so it's hard because sometimes people come in oh, and yes. they don't want to admit they're Dude, wrong 
dude and that's a huge part of car stuff is um i knew like you would relate to that common knowledge like yeah quote unquote common knowledge or like uh what's the uh, like oh why old wives tales Ooh, yeah. which i'm just now re- realizing is probably a phrase we should eliminate from probably yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um what it, that's really funny i've never thought about that specifically but yeah old wives tales oh come on guys yeah, we probably the, <laughs> the only people who are ever wrong about something are old wives, wives. that's what i was about to say because they're men this that have bitch figured is it out wrong. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how um, gendered can we get <laughs> yeah. but that's another thing yeah, yeah. yeah oh boy oh boy there, oh i'm there sure the gender stuff cars things but okay um what okay so what's another oh, phrase for old wives tales? like common um uh uh folks tale folk folk tales yeah folk, folk, folk tales or or, or um uh, there's a specific phrase that I'm i know me yeah uh yeah uh uh, uh, uh just like not common knowledge but yeah just misnomers yeah so anyway that stuff is rampant right Mm -hmm. it's like even there's another show that's on youtube called uh engine masters Uh and that is like a roadkill spinoff where (laughs) they test all these um Old wives' tales, for lack of a better <laughs> term, <laughs> myths like myths, yeah, myths, yeah, like where myth it's essentially they're busting myths, right? Uh-huh. Um, and they they put engines on dynamometers which measure the the power that oh. the and and they just test things that people are like arguing all day long about on the internet. This is super strong. This is the fastest. This, or, blah, yeah, blah. exactly. And they just test it to see like, and they're like, well, no, nope. the, yeah, here's the numbers. <laughs> yeah, um, urban legends, urban legends. That's a great <laughs> like came, that's what I was trying to think of when I said folk. It was urban legends. Yeah. Or just yeah. Yeah, exactly. Modern day What's that engine? What's the engine what's Engine Masters show? Engine Masters. Here's some other good ones. Finnegan's Garage. Um I can't remember the one up the there's this really Oh man, I shouldn't talk trash. This guy's kind of a nerd. <laughs> But he's a rich nerd who's good at cars. Uh-huh. Um, but the jokes that he puts in his show. Ooh. And Cringy. I feel like, you know what? I feel like I've earned the right to say this now. I've been in comedy long enough. The jokes he puts in the shows are bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't, but I can't remember his name, it's so it doesn't so even matter. It's so funny. My boss is so, so good at what he does. He's an incredible teacher and lecturer. Mm-hmm probably the best teacher and lecturer of what we teach in the maybe in the world like just based on what i know about him and like the people who taught him and everything seemingly he's the best at what he does and he tells the same jokes every time he does the lectures because he's like that's why he's part of why he's so good at it is just because he's done it for so long and he has this like pattern down and so hearing him tell the same joke over and over again and hearing it hit with at least a few people every time he tells it (laughs) it's like such a specific comedy torture you know what i mean to just see him have like a different rotating audience every time and telling these like lukewarm jokes and stuff like it's just like man he's, <sighs> he's found a place that he's comfortable with yeah I mean, yeah that's fine it's great it's great <laughs> god bless him he has a great sense of humor he really does that's like good. he's funny uh and he appreciates that i do comedy and he appreciates that like i am funny and things like that but like he just tells the same you know yeah. he tells jokes to scientists all day and yeah. gets laughs, <laughs> man that's the same there's like all this stuff with 
cars and with tennis where oh like, yeah yeah where there's the same people tell the same jokes like there's this i forgot about it but when i went back to austin recently i was playing tennis with my dad's buds uh-huh. and god they all tell the same dang jokes every <laughs> single time like you know if the, if the ball if they hit the ball into the net they'll be like oh i think it's higher on my side yeah. <laughs> and it's like that is my dad my dad does shit like that like uh i get you know i go back to my boyfriend's view of the situation because he'll be like your dad just like makes the same jokes i'm like yeah he's a fucking dad like that's what they do <laughs> yeah but it's like i mean every, on my side. every time you play tennis you're gonna say that like we've all heard it every time my dad takes a picture for someone like and uses their camera yeah or passes his camera to someone and t- asks them to mm-hmm. take a picture for him uh um he'll say it's a phd camera and if they don't ask oh, what that means it, right. then he'll just have to offer it and right press here dummy mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he told it twice (laughs) the the last time he visited oh my gosh i don't know i guess i can't i mean i have bits that i do all the time but but still i don't know something about that particular stuff yeah oh i'm sure maybe it's here's what it is it's that everyone is doing it all the time yeah right if if it's your bit and you do it a lot fine but it's like every single person is saying the net is higher on their side because so it it's tickles. no longer funny. Uh, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is with the science jokes too. It's like, <laughs> well, they're also science jokes. Yeah. It's like, if you're like, yeah, good one, buddy. Like I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's like the most, I'm trying to think there's one Everybody's thing. Everybody's like, do can we just so please close. go home? Yeah. Just science place. <laughs> we don't need to make it better let's just get it done and leave <laughs> no <laughs> I mo- know, I know. no they're into it it's like 50 50 i'd say sure, probably sure, there's sure. some people who are like they get to come to chicago for work so they're like oh. get me out of here i want to go spend time in your cool ass city and there's some people who will stay like an hour after we let the class out like asking questions about you know the shit that we're teaching them so it's like it's about 50 50 some people are like "Ooh, you know let us go early today and like just close the book and clear it out and like those are the people that i kind of respect yeah. more because i'm like good for you man that's who i would be if yeah. work sent me on a trip i'd be watching the clock and like going to wherever i was especially if they sent you to a cool place like chicago yeah for sure but there's some people who we can't get out the door or can't like you know in the class day and it's like oh they want to ask questions let's stay later yeah yeah but that was so these people they come in and they already know stuff and you're trying to tell them stuff yeah yeah sucks yeah and those are yeah it's the same thing with the best people are like they are the people who have like a working understanding of what they do but they legitimately just want to know how to do it better so anytime you teach them Anytime you're like, well, you can do this. And they're just like, oh, my God, you can do that? Like, that's the best. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Whereas sometimes there are people who are like, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> why did oh, you come here? Why would you want to do it like that? Exactly. It's like, why'd you even come yeah. if you were going to like question everything we told you? Or it's like, I'll stand there and go, oh, you want this to be at this setting? And the guy's like, really? Are mm-hmm. you sure? I'm like, yeah, I fucking <laughs> yeah. teach this class right. <laughs> like 10 times a year. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you question me telling you how to set something up when you're coming here to pay me to tell you how to do something? <laughs> it's it's mind boggling. Oh, that is really funny that they pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> they're literally paying us to teach them how to do something better. And there are still people who will question how we do things. At that point, I think they're paying you to listen to their bullshit. Yes. Gosh. Oh, here's someone who has to listen to me if I pay them. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy who was in the class recently, and that's exactly what it was like. It was like he was just there to have an audience. Yeah. There's no one else that they can pay to hear them spout their... Knowledge. Im- Im- their their misknowledge. Yeah. Yeah. No one in their lab wants to listen to them talk about that anymore. <laughs> no one. Yeah. I mean, there's only like, yeah. I mean, there's so many, the people who already are listening to you change the letters of Ford to mean certain things. <laughs> right. Found on, found road, on road dead, dead. or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or First like, on race day. Yeah. But that's the that's the that's the rebuttal, I guess. Yeah, right. I mean, like, yeah. like there's only so many people who want to hear that, and then eventually you just have to start finding a new audience. Either paying people, <laughs> or go to the internet. Right. Sure. 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 Yeah. 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 <laughs> what is that? Yeah. I don't. I, yeah. Why is Calvin pissing <laughs> on everything. I think it's so funny that Calvin at his core is not a like Devious a character that monster? pisses on yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> He's a character who has an imaginary friend and the South <laughs> and like the car community has like bastard. Yeah. Co-opted. I was going to say bastardized, yeah. but like co-opted is a, a way better, That's more accurate way. Actually bastardized might be the right phrase. Cause do you ever see his dad <laughs> <laughs> or is Hobbs kind of like his weird, like uh, fictional father. Maybe. Um, but yes, I remember in college seeing some someone had put a Calvin pissing on a Calvin. And I was like, that's... <laughs> that's really, really funny. I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever <laughs> that's seen. That's really, really, really funny. In my life. That's really funny. I was like, thank Calvin you. pissing on Calvin is genius. I was like, thank you. And that was before Inception came out. You know, that was like <laughs> 2000 something. I was like, this person is my hero um okay i think i want to do a little bit of a like um quick takes like how what's oh, a damn. quick take on like um nascar or like don't care indie you don't, don't care. care about any of that stuff um i care from an impressive like oh wow you could tell me some interesting things about that and i would be amazed 
but you would never follow like it. follow it. No, I don't. I think it's one of the least interesting, like quote unquote, sports that there is. I think a pit stop is an amazing thing. Sure. I think the engineering that goes into those cars is impressive and yes. fun to listen to if you know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would not sit and watch a full race. I would go to one if had given yeah, the opportunity sure. because different experience. It would be insane and sure. awesome to hear that mm-hmm. and see it and smell it. But and like feel and leave like covered in yeah. rubber dust and yeah. garbage. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah. I okay. Mean, now I'm into it. But uh how to get one of those in there. Okay. What do you think is your favorite? Do you have like a favorite make and or model? <laughs> okay, or? so you gotta be more specific because what's it for? Uh you know what I mean like like a show car just to look at like the ew, most beautiful I don't thing even you've ever seen. Um Gross, get like that out of here. a like fast car. Okay, so like fast how? Fast in a straight line from zero to whatever or quarter mile or fast like fast like street race fast. Like not okay, so drag racing wise. Yeah. I mean, I think like I would I would see I don't even love th- like that. I mean mm. but let's just do it like this. I think muscle car wise, I think a right now it changes, but a Chevy Nova, mm-hmm. like a like a like a like a '68 to '72 Nova, is like one of the coolest looking cars that ever exists. It's okay. badass, man. It looks okay. like a it looks like a snub nose revolver. Really? It, Would you say that like it seems like that muscle car area is kind of where that's m- most my, of your interest exists? That's my sweet okay, spot. that's what I thought. But there's like a bunch of stuff that like I would you know, and now that I'm getting older like some of the stuff when i was kids when i was a kid is like becoming cool to me like i saw like a 88 toyota corolla or something (laughs) which and i was like whoa that looks kind of cool that's so funny it would be cool to do something to that but Uh no that's put in the end that's like a junker i know but i just all i want now lately my big thing is like some old boxy car like like strip all the stuff off of it, paint it matte, whatever color. Ooh, yeah. Put some thick tires on it. I love this already. And just convert it. Put a Corvette engine, an LS engine in the front, and convert it to rear wheel drive if it's front wheel drive. And then, I mean, that's all I'm into is just like sort of boxy, badass looking stuff painted matte, whatever. I feel like for some reason, maybe this is just like. Uh, through the sports that I watch, like matte colorations on helmets are coming back. Mm. They look so good. I- I'm into it, and I'm sort of getting bummed out that it's popular. Really? Because I've always been into that. Really? That's funny. I like the sort of like unfinished, uh, and that is sort of a popular, like a uh, sort of an uh, quote unquote underground or like counterculture part of car stuff is Mm -hmm. rat rotting um which is like really all that is is like being okay with it looking not like cherished yeah Yeah. rat rotting yeah i love that man i think that yeah that's another thing is i guess any car is cool if you if you do something to it yourself Mm mm-hmm I was yeah, I was gonna say that has to go back to the the like kind of Zen thing for you where it's like 
there's almost something appealing about it not being like perfect yeah even if it's not yours like even if it's something else that you're that's the thing is like i i hate cars that are like million dollar cars from the factory or whatever i think they're cool to look at but i would never i want one that's like this is not a million dollar car but i made it as fast as one or sure yeah 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 and you're almost like you know that back to that like mangusta that's like more interesting and fun than like something that was just like that maybe even from the same era that's like perfect right yeah i don't know i feel like yeah so much of it's like more personality to it yeah it's almost like um like the way that you're attracted to another person like mm. if they're almost too aesthetically seemingly no perfect i'm looking. into that yeah really yeah. Yeah, just give me yeah, give me the best. That's so funny. No, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> no. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I am, but maybe that would be speaking more from my perspective of a comparison to this. Is I feel like typically for me, I just talked to someone about this on the podcast. I think it was um, Abby McEnany, uh, where I was just like, usually for me, the person with the most like on paper like check off all these like you know like perfectly symmetrical like you know what i mean it's not gonna be the most like attractive person okay sure but we're talking for me about a couple of separate things here Mm because i can look at someone and be like whoa that is an attractive person Uh but you know i don't want to drive that person (laughs) everywhere necessarily (laughs) or car i don't want to drive that car I switched them, but, (laughs) but I guess like it's the same with cars. There's plenty of times when I see like a Lamborghini on the street. Okay. So I guess that does come down. So I guess that does make the analogy a little more similar Yeah. in the sense of like, you might see a gorgeous Lamborghini. Well, sometimes, and what feels, what's really weird about it is sometimes you see a Lamborghini and I. I do react you get the sexually, same way yeah. that I when I see a yep. hot girl. I'll, see, this is where I was going. Yeah, I, I'll see a Lamborghini. I'll be like, "Damn!" Oof. Yeah, I'll be like, "Whoa!" Did you see that shit? I'll be like, "But here's the, <laughs> here's what's funny about that is <laughs> it is the, in the same way in that I'll be like, "Damn, that's not for me." <laughs> <laughs> like not for that's like. Oh, damn, I'll never. But you see what I mean, though? There is kind of an analogy there. (laughs) Because if you saw, like, a matte muscle car sitting in someone's yard, you might spend a little more time looking at it. because, Or, like, ask them about it or something like that. In the same way that if you saw a cute girl or guy or whatever sitting at the bar who looked attainable. A little bit busted. (laughs) <laughs> attainable no, I know, just attainable joking. like a project <laughs> a project <laughs> uh, she yeah, looked like is, a, a muscle car she, he or she looked like a muscle car with a fat finish or a matte finish sitting at the oh, bar a fat finish that's a different thing but <laughs> but I, but i know but yeah but that is true like but the see but the, the thing is a muscle car still looks pretty Badass. awesome to well me. that's what i'm saying is like a a cute person can still look pretty attractive yeah even if you can't look in a book and go like well it's fucking kate upton sitting at the bar you know or whoever whatever you're like aesthetic 
ideal is. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the analogy is like. Because a Lamborghini is still an incredible car. Right. Like, but what is well, it? Well, Kate guess it's like Upton impo- is still fucking hot. Yeah, like, but, 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 you know, how is she as a person? You know, sure. I don't know. Like a Lamborghini right. is still... But it's not on the inside. It's got it's incredible. But, you know, you wouldn't it isn't fun to drive everywhere all the time. All the time. It, it kind of hurts your butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not a good not analogy a, to go yeah, like dating your people or, or your back. It, it hurts your back. It's uh, like a pain in the back. Mm hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. That, maybe that works. Or like, yeah. So and like expensive like, to maintain a Lamborghini. Uh huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm d- I don't know how this analogy works. I'm uh-huh. trying to find. But, <laughs> yeah, whereas, yeah, and not fun to work on. Like Because a, it's too, like, specialized and yeah, stuff? Yeah, you're afraid of it. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And you got to buy all these special tools and, like. I'm sure they have all of these specialized parts. Yo, yeah, no, it's. You can't eat just, just any old, like, socket wrench on a Lamborghini. Well, you could, <laughs> but, like. <laughs> people would yell at you I mean, yeah yeah i mean the, yeah I, whereas a nova the parts are available right and you can order them on ebay you can order them on ebay and you can have a good time you know all the time yeah <laughs> you can have a good time it's like you you'd feel bad for like farting when you were driving a lamborghini hmm yeah you're right but you'd be a little more comfortable doing it in a Nova. In a Nova. Yeah. That's a little more, that's a car you can live in. That's a car you can be yourself in a little more. Yeah. But see, <laughs> that's interesting because like I'm at a point in my life relationship wise where, you know, I'm not looking for that comfortable Nova. Oh yeah. You look, he's I'm looking trying to, to drive down a that few Lamborghini. Lamborghini <laughs> just for a little while. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Just maybe one or uh, one or two spins out in a sure. Lamborghini. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. 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 You never know, man. You never know. You might get it. You might get to do it. Hell yeah. But see, that's the cool thing is, yeah, you couldn't. Well, no, now we're, mm. it's skewing bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I took you down this path unwittingly, but I think it's been a fun one yeah. <laughs> to explore. Yeah. I was just going to say, you could rent a Lamborghini. <laughs> 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 I had a feeling we were going to get But I'm not trying to rent. You're not trying to like metaphorically rent a Lamborghini. I'm trying to find a Lamborghini that is just is willing for some to reason the keys it. are in it. <laughs> right. That's it's what I was going to say. Just parked there. I was going to say something about the owner of the Lamborghini, but that also gets like no, dicey. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> There's no agreement between me and some and other someone owner. else. Yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a. Uh, what is that movie? Um, uh, the one where the guy is it? The guy is just like, I need you to have sex with my wife for one million dollars. Ooh. I was a young person. Uh, anyway, this is not one of those situations. Basic instinct? No. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, um, no. This is not a situation that where yeah, the car is just there. And the keys are in it. Right. And the car is like, essentially, drive me. Yeah. But just today. Just a test drive. You, or, you know, maybe 
you know a couple different days we'll see what happens you know? <laughs> maybe my owner never comes back oh wait no 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 no, no we didn't no want that owners. analogy yeah, yeah. no owners no owners Ma- but for some maybe reason, like maybe the car just really likes how you handle it this is another oh, that, oh man <laughs> that's doubtful i've never driven a lamborghini i feel like i would crash it <laughs> I definitely am I going to. This. I definitely am. the The car is gonna need some work. <laughs> I'm gonna like burn the clutch out. And <laughs> the car is not gonna be satisfied. But the, but here's the thing. What was I gonna say? Oh, um. Oh, damn. I had a good. Oh, but well. um, uh, it was like uh, not the owner. It being doesn't like, matter. Okay, the, I was gonna help you out. No, or no, try no. to anyway. But yeah, I, I think that, you know, I, yeah, I, I think what I'm trying to say is if you're super hot and single, <laughs> no, 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 uh, yeah, I can't. This is like baffling though, because like, you, uh, I can't drive a stick and that's another thing. Really? Uh, no, I can but barely. Okay. And that's another you thing. Can't drive one well. My right, my buddy uh Michael Joplin. Why did I just use his full name like Shout any, out anyone Mike. knows who <laughs> he is. Shout out Michael Joplin. Shout out to my boy Michael Joplin, <laughs> Ace Manning, Jeremy Lamb, and no one else. If you're if you're listening to this, oh, and Casey Beeler just to complete the cup holders, but okay. uh the cup holders. My improv team from Austin. That's what sorry I everyone in Chicago, but sorry not sorry. Okay. Um Okay, so Michael Joplin, every time I tell him that I can't drive a stick, reacts like it's the first time. Yeah. Because I'm a car guy, and he's dumb and forgets. And so he's like, you can't drive a stick? And uh, and I'm like, no, I barely have ever done that. And it's probably the same with women. (laughs) I can't drive a stick. I don't know. Well, you know, but if there are any Lamborghinis willing to let me learn... (laughs) That's crazy, though. Like, why? What? It- oh, I was in a, a long-term relationship for almost my whole life. That's that's why. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but, um, but also n- not extending the metaphor. If anyone has an actual Lamborghini, and they would like to let you drive it, I would it. also have never really driven a lot of cool cars. Cool. Okay, so um all call to any attractive women who would be into dating Bill Stern. It, yeah, if or you and if you are if you ha- if you're uh, super hot and you have a sick car, then like let's most kill a couple of birds. Deaf. Yeah. How would you like do you do you have a Twitter handle? People you want somebody to tweet at you? My Twitter is privatized. Okay, so but you know, you can still try and we, friend me. We gramming uh, yeah, and both of them are Dollar Bill Stern at Dollar Bill Stern. Get at me, uh, <laughs> and I will maybe accept you, but I'll probably be too afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah that that is that is interesting. That maybe this should be the part of every show. How does the thing that the person is relating? That they, they love. How is that? How can that Relate analogy to their be? Actual to their love relationship. 
That's interesting. That's really interesting because I feel like for more episodes than not, it would probably have room to be like for sure. part of the conversation. <laughs> Let's go through a few things that people love. Well, I was just thinking about like Shantira Jackson talked to me about how she loves listening to like, um, like white women singing about relationships <laughs> and she like has never been in a lot of like long-term like really intense rom- romantic relationships so hers like very directly related to her uh love life does that make sense because yeah. she just like loves listening to like a girl with a breakup story and a guitar and like even though she has nothing to personally relate to it so she knows that there is like a part of it that speaks to her own like romantic relationships yeah so that was just one that came to mind immediately yeah actually that is i mean sorry but just going back to the car thing like extending the idea that i don't (laughs) want a long-term romantic relationship right now i also don't have a project car Mm mm-hmm Wow, there really is something to that. <laughs> hmm. It seems like too much. It seems like too much to get into a, a project. Either one. right now, it's wow. like just this is this is too much. That's so funny. Uh, okay, what else? Uh, golf. Mm. You talking about how that would like relate to someone in a romantic sense? I just I just want to play one hole of golf. i was gonna say that golf seems like something where someone would be into it if they were always trying to better themselves because it seems like something Mm. that like once you learn it you is just like small tweaks either way along the way to try to get better at it right so it's like relationship wise it seems like that'd be like a long-term relationship that you're constantly trying to work at even though it wasn't perfect yeah you have to be okay with the imperfections mm-hmm. and it's a little more like you kind of have to, you can't be too and we t- kind of talked about this with tennis off mic mm-hmm. where like you can't think about it too much oh, it yeah. has to be a little natural oh yeah golf and tennis i feel like are the most zenny sort of things because it's you're so much playing yourself Mm-hmm. if you overthink it then you're fucked yeah Okay, what about collecting Beanie Babies? <laughs> if you... Okay. <laughs> What's the... Okay, so if you find the one... If you find the one Beanie Baby that you've always been looking for, maybe you were just... Maybe you... Maybe you made that the one. Mm. Like... Maybe any Beanie Baby really works. You made it the one that was the most special. You chose it ahead of time and you sought it out and you forced. I don't know. Is that? I think it works. No, it doesn't. I think it works. No, I can tell by your face (laughs) that that was bad. (laughs) No, I think we need a, it's got to be like the Princess Di bear. Because you need like the Lamborghini Beanie Baby to really make the analogy. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Lamborghini Beanie. Oh wow. Okay, here it is. Then you get that perfect Beanie Baby, mm-hmm. and you buy that. You have that custom made four thousand dollar 
Pyrex case, case that you keep it in. Mm -hmm. And you never take it out of there. Oh. And you have put that beanie baby on a pedestal where you can't even get to it. It owns you. It owns you. That is the analogy. You think you own it, but it owns you. Yeah, be and you, th it owns you because you always wanted it. And because you think that mm -hmm. you achieved it, that's all you need, even though mm -hmm. it always owns you. And you're you. afraid of it. Yeah, because you always wanted it. You always wanted oh it. Oh my God, I totally know someone who's been in a relationship With like that, that before. Baby. I totally, totally know yeah. someone who's been in that relationship before. Of course, probably a lot of people and in the end like you know a number of years down the road you're like fuck why did i even want that stupid thing in the first place yeah well yeah but then also eventually yeah. i think that's the 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 realization that you come to eventually so ultimately you just need to be you know looking for Lamborghinis to give us. No, <laughs> yeah, you just need to be collecting a lot of beanie babies and see sure you, you need to Take the beanie baby and really try try it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means in beanie baby terms. Like, give it a voice. Is it like a rental or? <laughs> <laughs> you need to play with all the beanie babies a sure. lot. Sure. And yeah. find out which beanie baby you gel with the most. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. And maybe even take some time away from the beanie babies and see yeah. how you feel on the other side. Yeah, and let the Beanie Baby also decide, you know, what it wants to do. Yes. Even though it is an inanimate object <laughs> with no feelings or thoughts. That's ultimately where all of these analogies, analogies break go, down. Is that the other thing does not have feelings? Yeah, I mean, we were talking about like the Lamborghini. The Lamborghini appreciating how you drive it, which is like nothing. <laughs> mm, I maybe actually do believe in that a little bit. Once you get super into cars, you start to think that they have personalities. It gets a little superstitious. Is that like the Gone in 60 Seconds things where he, he names all the cars women? Oh, I don't understand that. I mean, that may be a, a, a leftover sort of similar to old wives tales sort of a Yeah, I think I, I even think that like when I was watching that movie as a kid, and my like brother loving it uh uh i even think like in my young like probably pre-feminist like yeah. brain i was probably like do they really all have to be women that he's trying to attain you know what mm -hmm. i mean like yeah. cause that's oh, wow. all it is there you go. that's all it is i'm i'm pretty sure that even as like a pre-teen girl i was like but is that like so he's just stealing women <laughs> <laughs> wow he really was it's a pretty problematic movie is what i'm trying to say yeah he was he was stealing women and then selling them yeah 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 he's trying to steal a certain number of women very quickly so that he like kind of like sex trafficking <laughs> yeah but actually though okay let's see he was stealing them but to save his brother oh yeah but <laughs> oh my god that is <laughs> he funny. was he was yeah. stealing them he wasn't even getting paid nope he was doing he was wow interesting because those are the kinds of things in those movies that like we want to be the more the driving force you know when there's emotional connection it yeah. means more he than used to steal them right so 
the Fast and the Furious movie, the first one, mm-hmm. TexasStreetRacing.com had uh, this post that was like, guys, I can get um, free tickets to a month early screening of Fast and the Furious. Whoa. If we are a car club. We're not. So we can just say that we're one. That's so If everyone comes to this shop in Austin and signs this thing. That's so And we can pretend to be a car club just to get these. To see this movie movie early. uh, But um, I don't know if it actually became a car club. But anyway, so um, we did it. I went. We got tickets. I went to see The Fast and the Furious in the theaters a month early. Uh, We drove my buddy's dad's 64 or 66 Impala um, convertible with a 283 Chevy, like way underpowered motor. It's just like a big boat. That's so funny. It was so fun. And there's all these cars in there. And, and, and the shop that we had to sign in uh, to fake the, the car t- club yeah. was an actual like dope, dope car like modification, like import. Really? Place. So, so it's like the kind of place where they would make cars for the, that they would drive in the movie. Yes, exactly. And they were like, there was all these, um, Nissan, uh, fair lady Z's that were like, um, like 700 horsepower, you know, or, or like thousand horsepower Supras at the, which is like the big thing right there. And the, the main car in that movie is a Supra. Mm. Um, uh, and there's like a Chrysler muscle car in it as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so, uh, but then, so this car club fills the theater of this movie. Yeah. And it was hilarious. We were all laughing because of the stuff in the movie. It was like not super accurate. That's really funny. It, so you guys didn't even like, appreciate it we liked it i i I love it still Uh uh-huh it's fun but it's also there's a lot of memes from like early early internet memes from that movie that's really interesting because i thought for sure you guys would be like the target audience and maybe you are well we were right because we went yeah well that's true but then you go and and it's like nos becomes an insane meme because they were just using it as if it was like they don't use it in a way that it actually works it it's no it's like there's one thing where like the guy uncovers his like nos tanks t- t- tanks and there's uh-huh. like six of six tiny ones uh-huh it's like no i know exactly not, what you're talking about <laughs> yeah and and they're like lit and it's like weird and anyway yeah. uh-huh a- it's a- like in the center console or something right and also they they're like constantly hitting buttons yeah to like make the nos go yes and it's like i think mostly you program stuff so that it goes automatically yeah that's really funny (laughs) and like but also just some of the and also i've never really timed them um but these are drag races right where the point of it is that it lasts hopefully nine or ten or eleven seconds very quickly yeah you know but in the movie that takes forever and like minutes of footage there's all these like uh like um monologues or like short phrases from that movie that you see frequently posted in car forums that's really funny like not double clutching like you should and like that phrase and like all that 
granny shift and not double clutching like you should and stuff like that where it's like people post that anytime someone spouts knowledge that is incorrect oh that's really funny people like will use something from fast and furious to be like you sound like these dummies yeah yeah that's really funny did so like have you watched all of them like are you i have seen almost all of them i think i haven't seen tokyo drift um but uh the the more recent ones Mm -hmm. sort of became a thing again Mm -hmm. due to like people that i know also being into them as like a funny that makes sense yeah that makes sense uh this that's something that you would actually be able to like share there's there's more crossover in that venn diagram with the like the comedy oh, community than there said, would be in like pure yeah. oh vin yeah. diesel <laughs> yeah, you, almost said, you almost said vin diagram vin diagram yeah. there's more in that vin diagram than there would be just in like pure car interest oh yeah for, for sure. sure for sure comedy and and fast and the furious is like yeah a pretty big crossover and if that's where i can get my one little like moment of joy with my friends You'll and with it. cars, then that's fine with that's, me. That's beautiful. I think that's a great time to ask you, uh, Uh-oh. how do you feel like your uh, love of and interest in and obsession with cars has influenced you where comedy and your creative senses are concerned? And how do you feel like it's kind of influenced you like overall? I think maybe they're a little at odds like, I would love, love, love to do a YouTube series or something that was about fixing cars, but have it also be entertaining and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds amazing. There's a couple on the net. There's this one called Mighty Car Mods. Mm. Um, it's Australian. Mighty Car Mods. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's it's. I, it's this guy Moog and this guy Martin. <laughs> Moog and Martin. Martin? What are you doing, Martin? Are you fixing the brakes in the car, man? That's like, I love it. I love to watch it. But um, but also, you listen to these dudes talking Australian accents and can do one pretty <laughs> readily as a result. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, you can't deny that that kind of thing, like, watching these videos and, and watching these people, these, like, characters feeds in for sure so like um i would love to be in that sort of camp of like the fun that would be a way that they could cross over but i guess ultimately okay so here here would be the overlap which is the thing we were talking about before Mm -hmm. with improv and with comedy right ultimately the best is when it's not about any you're not thinking too hard mm-hmm. you know you find that zen space mm. it's it's you're just when you don't expect too much you don't expect too much <laughs> you're not trying to you're not trying to think too far ahead you're just having a good time and you're out on stage and you're winging it and you're going and you aren't worried about how it comes out because you know that on the other side of it is more fun mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like if you say something that's crazy and weird and wrong maybe that just results in more Chase fun. It, yeah. Whereas if you're working on a car and you are rebuilding a carburetor and you break a piece, you know, yeah. maybe then you have to learn how to like reverse drill the half of a bolt out of a snapped off bolt head out of the 
the hole, you know, and then right. that's a, di- a new and skill. And now I, you know something about the carburetor that you didn't before. Right. And just like, or yeah, like one time I was rebuilding one and I didn't have a, um, an inch pounds torque wrench. So I like took a wrench that was a foot long and I hung weights from it in a way that I could create the amount of torque necessary that, that was, was supposed the to right be. amount of inch pounds. Oh my God. And that felt fun and good. That's awesome. Yeah. And like, so it's like, okay. how did you even, did you like Google the ability to do that or no, did you figure that like, kind of shit out? Well, it's like, okay, that's amazing. What's a foot pound? What's an inch, you know, what's an inch pound? And it's like, okay, well, if I know how long the wrench is, it's a foot. So I that's know that's amazing. 12 inches. So if I know that I can multiply that by the right amount of weight, then I can get close to the amount of, you know. What'd you go to school for? Uh, computer science. Okay. Yeah. I was like, you're fucking smart. <laughs> <laughs> I just like puzzles and stuff. Yeah. So. You can tell though, your brain works in a scientific way. Mm, you can tell. Interesting. But see, and that's what I'm trying. Like. Yeah. You told me str- that before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm struggling against is mm-hmm. like that scientific. You want to get into that Zen space. And mm-hmm. that is where like the comedy and the tennis and the car stuff overlaps. Right. That's the ultimate for me is like if I can relax into that mm-hmm. Zen space. It's so hard. That makes so much sense. God. Just wanna, I mean, I relate to it. You just want the damn paint to be on the car. You don't want to sand for 40 hours. And, and fill in all this shit and after fill in it. and then mess up and then go back and do it again and have to sand off what you filled in mm-hmm. Fuck. Oh. but it's like you know you can't treat it like that you can't treat it like i just want to get it done mm-hmm. you got to treat it like oh i want to like be like oh i sanded too deep so now i'll learn how to you know start over or <laughs> i'll but like in a you good can't way even find like a, i know what you no, mean like yeah. in a way where it's like Okay, well, it'll be better the second time you do it. It will be better the second mm-hmm. time because it's the, you you practice now. Yeah, and you know, well, I fucking bombed in that show. <laughs> we'll see what the second one looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah, or just I know like, why I bombed, so I'll try not to do that again. Exactly. Yeah, or like, oh damn, now I'm, you know, really good at that, uh, you know, weird thing that I tried to do before that didn't work. Yeah, I mean, but like breaking a bolt. And, uh, you know, figuring out how to come back from it is not dissimilar from, you know, exactly saying something shitty on stage and figuring out a way to, you're going to try never to break that bolt again. Right. But if you do, maybe now, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, and it's like, you have to not be mad at yourself for breaking the bolt. And that is the thing. Like that's, that's the thing that you're always trying. You can't just throw all your shit down when you break it and walk away. Don't be mad at yourself for breaking the bolt. If you're mad at yourself for breaking the bolt, you won't think about why you did it. You won't, you know, you'll, but if you look at it like, hmm, I wonder why that happened. Oh, cause I, well, obviously because I turned it too much. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah your yeah. angle is bad or, you know, you thought you're, inch pounds There's <laughs> torque was yeah, the one but, thing but it's another thing but there is plenty of lessons that you can there are plenty of lessons that you can learn i love that like yeah yeah like and if you watch those dudes on roadkill when something goes so bad uh-huh they'll be like they're almost more excited sometimes they're yeah. more excited sometimes they're like 
well, this is a tragedy. Really? But like, they're calm. Oh. They're not, you know what I mean? They're like, huh, this This definitely sucks, but (laughs) here we go. Let's fix it. Because it's like, it's like you said, then they get to fix it. It's in the doing. It's their job to create problems and figure out how to fix them. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. It's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I want to. I want to feel it. I feel like you could do something like that. I w- I want to, but I want to, f- but I don't. I get mad. <laughs> I don't get. Oh, mad. Oh, you don't think you have the zen as much yeah, as you could? Right. That's yeah, right. I want it so bad. Yeah, that's. This has been so great. Okay, good. Thank you so I, much. I don't know if it's been great, but it's maybe I learned a little something. <laughs> I definitely learned something. The hard part will be trying to listen to it and and learn from my mistakes. Okay. About podcasting. Or just, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that is the lesson that we were supposed to learn here. And not be upset about <laughs> not any be upset mistakes about that you it. feel like you made. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe use those mistakes to turn around and, you know, drive a Lamborghini or two. <laughs> yeah. It is fun, though. Like, I, I don't want to stop. <laughs> but I know we have to. I know that's I this it's already the length reflects oh how God. much fun I've been having. Oh God, it's so long. <laughs> it's not too long. Can you edit it? I can, but I won't. Oh damn! <laughs> Sorry, it's everyone. It's the best. If anyone listened this long, it's because they chose to. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like that's how I feel. That's how I had to come to feel about it. Is like it doesn't really anyone can always tune out. It's not my. I think like, yeah. I'm offering a free conversation I have with someone. I just realized I was saying fuck you to people who aren't listening. Oh, yeah. Which it feels bad. (laughs) Okay, how about this? If you skip the whole podcast right to the end, fuck you. (laughs) I just really love ending a podcast instead of like, thanks for listening. You know what I usually say at the end? Oh. I love you and I mean that. And also... From me, I'd like to say, fuck you. (laughs) No. (laughs) Baby, how you feeling? This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.